This is a GRDC podcast. Hydrophobic or water repellent soils are soils coated in organic compounds which prevent water from properly infiltrating the soil. Usually affecting sandy soils, these compounds can come from plant wax and oils or microorganisms in the soil, causing patchy and staggered crop establishment for grain growers. Hello, I'm Tony Crowley. In today's podcast, Dr Stephen Davies from Western Australia's Department of Primary Industries and Regional Development talks to Lucinda Jose about how growers can adapt their growing methods around the issue of water-repellent soils. So what are the key management tactics that growers can use to address uh, soil water repellents? Yeah, so in terms of soil water repellents, we actually really have quite a few um, options available. And we kind of break them down into three categories. So the first category is what we call mitigation. So that's um, things where we're not actually removing or fixing the water repellents, but we're just trying to improve um, crop establishment at seeding. So it's things like near-row sowing or paired-row sowing or use of um, soil wetting agents, which basically reduces the surface tension of the water and and helps the water infiltrate the um, soil more evenly. But what we've, I guess, found in our research over the last 10 years is that really those banded soil wetting agents work very well for um, sort of dry sown cereals on um, our forest gravels in the southwest of Western Australia. So there's something about the chemistry of those soils and the chemistry of the soil wetting agents that mean they work really well and reliably and can give quite um, good yield responses. But we do tend to find that those techniques can be a bit hit and miss on the other soil types. The second group of strategies is the amelioration strategies. And these are about actually trying to um, either remove or fix the water repellents for an extended period of time. So they're one-off strategies trying to fix it for at least, you know, three, four, five years or even more. Things like strategic deep tillage, so deep soil mixing or soil inversion, which is about burying the the water repellent layer and diluting that repellent layer, Um, and they can last four or five years. Or you can have things where you actually add um, clay-rich subsoil, and so in that case, um, those benefits can last um, decades. And one of the advantages of that is it can fix the water repellents problem, but it can also be good for some of the other soil constraints like incorporating lime for subsoil acidity and removing some of that um, compaction layer. And so what we sort of find with these um, techniques is that they give quite um, large yield responses on our sort of responsive sandy soils. And um, we find that we often get yield increases of sort of between um, 500 and 700 kilos per hectare in the first sort of few years. And then over time, that declines a little bit. Um, but on the better sands and the um, sandy duplex soils, we still find that we often get um, a good half a tonne yield benefit in our cereals even um, after three or more years. Um, we do find that on the pale um, deep sands, um, with those um, options, that our yield response declines a bit. So we often might end up with a yield response after three or more years of around a few hundred kilos, but it's not quite as large as for the, the better, more productive soils, if you like. And so that's the amelioration strategies. The final strategy is what we call avoidance, and that's where you actually say, OK, I've got a water repellents problem. It's too expensive to fix, so you change your farming system. And that's um, growers that sort of undertake that. It's usually about 
putting in some sort of perennial system. So once you've got the plants established, the repellents doesn't matter so much. So it might be a perennial pasture or perennial shrubs. What has the Soil Constraints West project research found to be uh, the benefits of using a combination of different amelioration strategies to address water repellents uh, in soils? Um, what we found is that if we address repellents but also then address a combination of constraints that we just really get um, a larger benefit and it's it's a longer lasting um, benefit. So um, when we've looked at some of our data around um, some of the wheat yield increases that we've had, we've often found that in an untreated soil with um, multiple constraints, often the crop will only be um, achieving about 50% of its rainfall limited yield potential. So, you know, we can sort of calculate, okay, for for this much rainfall, we're expecting a yield of, say, three tonnes per hectare, and we find that in our untreated soil, we're often only getting about one and a half tonnes per hectare, for example. Um, we find that if we deal with just um, a single constraint, we often increase that to sort of 60 to 70% of yield potential. So we do get um, a benefit from just dealing with a single constraint, but we find that if we deal with repellents and something like subsoil compaction or subsoil acidity, we often get up to sort of um, 80 to 90% of rainfall limited yield potential, sometimes even 100% of rainfall limited yield potential. So there is quite a big gain from um, dealing with um, multiple constraints. So how do you get the best value for money when you're addressing this issue? So I guess one of the things that we um, encourage growers to do is to sort of get the easy wins first. So sometimes just changing something about the way they're seeding a crop might um, only give them sort of a 10 or 20% yield increase, which, you know, isn't as big as what you can get from full amelioration. But you know, it's often coming at quite low cost for those things. So if they're doing that over quite a lot of hectares, that can give them a really good return on the investment in the initial instance and, in a sense, give them greater profitability to then invest in the amelioration, which is um, a bit slower to implement. You can only do so many hectares a year um, and then that can give bigger long-term benefits over time. So that's kind of the way that um, growers can sort of work through um, the constraints and, and getting some improvements and then building on those to sort of get um, big long-lasting improvements over time. The research that you've done, can the outcomes be applied across Australia? Really some of the big uptake of some of the strategic deep tillage practices has um, also occurred in um, parts of South Australia, so Air Peninsula and other areas where some of those techniques are being used quite effectively. Things like clay spreading and clay delving have actually been practised in parts of South Australia and Victoria for quite some time already, and so really our research is just kind of building the additional information around those practices. And what's the key thing, the take-home message for people who have uh, soil water repellents or, and the other constraints that kind of go along with it? I think it's really important for people to sort of always do that groundwork and understand, well, what, um, how severe is my repellents? Uh, what are those other soil constraints? Um, and how am I then going to approach that as a, as a package of problems that um, I need to deal with over time. It's really good for growers to sort of trial and test techniques and make sure that they're working well on their soils and to talk to other um, uh, growers and, and advisors and consultants that have a lot of experience um, implementing these techniques to make sure that 
not only do they know kind of the best approach to um, manage these soil constraints, but they actually also know the best ways to implement them and to avoid some of the the risks and, and tricky aspects which come with actually, you know, putting these things into practice. And are there some decision-making tools and resources available to help growers um, who want to address the issues, maybe something they can go to first? Yeah, so um, through the Soil Constraints West initiative, um, one of the tools that's been developed is um, a financial um, comparison tool. So that's called the Ranking Options for Soil Amelioration tool, and you can get that through the the department's website. And so that's um, a tool which allows you to sort of put in, um, I guess, your soil parameters and your soil constraints, and it will sort of give you a range of options and the likely returns uh, from those options. So that can be a good way of getting a feel for which options you need to um, start looking at. And then there is a range of publications and resources uh, through the GRDC and um, the department's websites. And in fact, also, we've also, you know, regularly put out um, research update papers. Um, so they can be sort of found on the web too, which really give you um, a lot of good trial reports and information on how these um, tools work. And also, um, you know, the sorts of yield benefits and, and, and productivity gains that can be achieved. Dr Stephen Davies from WA's Department of Primary Industries and Regional Development talking to Lucinda Jose. And if you'd like a copy of the Ranking Options for Soil Amelioration tool, which was mentioned by Steve, the person to contact is Jeremy Lemon. Jeremy's email is jeremy.lemon at dperd.wa.gov.au. You've been listening to a GRDC podcast. <laughs>